The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. Hello, this is Miles Jupp. Thanks very much for downloading today's Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival podcast. Just stepped off stage at the Gilded Balloon. It's now raining heavily in Edinburgh, regrettably. But nonetheless, we've had a very sunny show indeed. We were joined by Pippa Evans, David O'Doherty and Sarah Millican. The show started off with Pippa Evans as Loretta Main. The first song is uh, it's about um, a new boyfriend I have. It's just quite exciting. Um, uh, he was supposed to be here today, but his wife went into labor, so. <laughs> anyway, it's called My Love is Like a Box. My love is like a box, it's big and open. And inside you know you wanna climb. And if you find someone like you to share the space, my box can be sublime. But love is like a box, it does fold easily. And suddenly it's not quite what it seemed. And if our love should ever fold, I'll shut you up in that box. And I'll tape it up so you can never go. And it won't be with weak cello tape. And it won't be with cheap masking tape. It'll be with brand name duct tape, yeah, I'm gonna tape you in. And I'll reinforce the corners so you can't kick it in. Never leave me if you like sunshine. And never leave me if you like fresh air. And never leave me if you like breathing and never leave me if you like your heart beating cause my love is like a box that's decomposable and it can disappear without a trace and if you keep on trying to escape from that box I'll throw you in the Thames and watch you floating down and when they finally fish you out they won't be able to identify who you are so they'll bury you in a cardboard coffin at least you'll feel at home yeah my love is like a box it's big and open come on in thank you uh, my first guest is back this year with his eighth consecutive Fringe show. It's called David O'Do Party. Uh, let's welcome him on stage right here, right now, right this minute. Please welcome David O'Doherty. Hello. You said it. Um, I don't think the pun really came across because oh. you're too posh. Oh, it's, right. uh, so it's, it's David O'Doherty. David O'Doherty. Doherty. Oh, right. Doherty. Doherty. I don't know. Yeah. Is it street talk? No, it's just a terrible, terrible pun. I've always had a thing for terrible... In fact, my favourite ever pun came from this festival in 2003. I was sharing a flat on Forest Road with the Flight of the Concords, and there was a lady in... It's just opposite Greyfriars Kirk House. And there was a lady in, the, in a flat across the road who never wore any clothes and used to walk around all the time, even cooking with no clothes on. And uh, she became known as Greyfriars Boobies. 
How very charming. Whatever happened to them? Those uh, those Concord guys. They were. Yeah, I don't know. Probably back in Australia, wherever they're from. <laughs> uh, now, David, uh, last year you won you won the big award, didn't you? Thank you. How has uh, it, it changed your life? Oh, I've become a real idiot. <laughs> I travel around on a Segway all the time, just mocking the homeless. Uh, <laughs> the thing they didn't realise, if you win that award, you can't be arrested for the whole year. I can commit any crimes. It's like, it's like 007. Yeah. In fact, I was stopped the other night on my bike for having no lights. Uh, and yeah, he took my name and address. So I've, I've possibly got a rap sheet. Well, it was a three-way rap sheet, people, for those of you interested in crime. I had no lights, I had headphones on, and I had just been texting. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, yes, the triple whammy, one, two, three. But so, I, I, think, I think he just did it to put the Frighteners at me. Which address? Did you give them your address at home in Ireland, or did you give your rented address? Oh, I see what you've done. Wow, you're someone who's been around the block. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, know the, I didn't know the address here, really, so I just oh, made one up. Oh, I'm <laughs> 35 Shortbread Road. <laughs> I thought, could it be like you could have given some sort of swanky address in the Newtown, couldn't you? And then someone would come back from their month in the door door to discover they're up on <laughs> poor bicycling charges, uh, if, they, if those are the official terms. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cash prize, is it, uh, the, the if-dot comedy? Well, when it, when it existed, was it a cash prize? My goodness. Uh, yeah, they... they um, I know that's a vulgar question, but... I, no, 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 it's, it's a good question because, I mean, obviously doing this festival makes no financial sense whatsoever. So it was nice because I um, broke even for the first time ever last year. That said, I did a children's show last year as well that lost tons of money. So the eight grand I got for winning the award just about papered over those cracks. Uh, so it was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, and it meant I could do a tour over the winter and it sort of financed that as well. So yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I was absolutely delighted to, to win that thing. Yeah. It's good to get a bit of money, isn't it? Sarah, Sarah Millican, she won the, the Best Newcomer Award and it's really changed her life. In fact, um, now, whenever she goes to Harry Ramsden's, she gets some um, extra mushy peas on the side. Wow. Um, <laughs> she's just, it's, just, it's just really opened things up for her. Um, it's, you know, it's a curious, it's, 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 it's obviously very nice to win an award like that, but mm. it does mean an odd bunch of people come to see your show the following year who just, you know, you get sort of nuns and things, <laughs> people who've just looked at the brochure and gone, oh, this is the champion of, they worked out the algorithm for funny, and this is what came up trumps, let's check this out. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, so, so there's a degree of sort of diving on the grenade this year. Of some people will really like it, and other people will go, no. So you hope people who really like it tell their friends. And is uh, that, do, nun, do nuns only come to see competition winners? Nuns, uh, notoriously, and they love uh, uh, filthy racists as well. It's uh, it's those two. <laughs> I'd, I'd have thought your 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 you would appeal to nuns generally, regardless of prizes. I mean, you have a very nice sort of um, whimsical, gentle feel. You used to do some very. Is this some national stereotyping going on again? I uh, yes, as an Irish comedian, I finish my show with two decades of the rosary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we find out what patron saint of the day it is. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I think nuns have a certain appeal, but then you can only make so many iPhone jokes before nuns start to go, ah, God, what's he talking about now? This is ridiculous. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you done a children's show this year? Have you, have you gone down that route? No, I did a children's show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in, uh, in April. And uh, that got that out of my system because, um, you know, in, in stand-up, you, if a show, if you need to do more work on a show, you sit down and you try and craft more beautiful lines. But if a children's show you feel needs more work in it, you just uh, shout more and fall over more often. So uh, I broke my wrist doing the children's show in falling over a bed, pretending to do the pole vault. And uh, it got a huge laugh. So the tragedy of this job, probably worth it. You know, probably worth it. 
And uh, your, your um, uh, press release, it says that one of the highlights of this year's show is the, is the excellent pre-show music. Ah, yeah. What, uh, what, what do you play pre-show? Well, it's, it's a big question as to, as to what you put on. One year, I would just, I, I put on my iPod on random. The thinking being, you know, your shows should represent your personality. So putting on your, your iPod, whatever comes up, that, that, that's it. That's the pre-show. But that's one of the worst ideas that there's ever been in the history of ideas. Because, <laughs> you know, some desperately heartbreaking, melancholy tune that someone who broke up with you made for a mix would come on and you'd walk on to some Nick Cave song and like, hello, everyone, are you ready to, to laugh? <laughs> I don't believe in an interventionist God. Uh, so... It would uh, it'd be tricky from, from that point of view. Also, and the other problem was um, I have very strange things on my um, iPod. I have, uh, when I did my uh, leaving certificate, kind of A-levels at home when I was 18, to learn off the poetry, I recited the poems to myself in a funny voice. And somehow that recording has ended up on my iPod today. So the fear is that I'll be walking on stage to, when I set out for Lioness, the rhyme was on the spray. Uh, that's, that's, my, that's my poetry recital. Oh, that's very, that sounds very sweet. Yeah, so Thomas Hardy. Is it? I think so, yeah. Marvellous. Is it? Guardian readers? <laughs> no idea, no idea. Do you, we listen to hip-hop now, David. <laughs> Do you feel, then, this, this diving on a grenade analogy, which I thought was rather... Rather fun, rather rather timely. Uh, is that is that a serious thing? Then do you feel that there is a lot more pressure on you now that you've won this award? Um, certainly, more people are going to come out and see you after you win an award like that. I mean, the room I'm playing is twice the size of the room I played last night. But um, you know, you can't really let these things go to your head or let it affect your um, where you're going with your shows. I think you know, like I, I like writing jokes, and you know, I. I uh, I, the idea of television and all that, I, I, I've been offered pieces of television. But what I really love doing is stand-up, and I think I'm all right at it. And I think I'm definitely getting better every single year. So the onus was on not to let it affect that side of things, uh, that side of things too much. I've been offered also some of the worst television programs in the history of television. Oh, brilliant. What? I was offered a show, and the pitch for it was, it's like The Apprentice, but with pets. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the mind boggles. But they said, uh, no, no, you not, not to present it, but I would be the person who, after the pet has been accepted or rejected, then sort of goes out to the kennel area with the owner and just put, I put my arm around the owner going, come on, it's okay, tell me about it, tell me about it. Just the compassionate side, side, sidekick. So who, who was, who was going to be the sort of Alan Sugar role for the, for the pets? You're fired. Yeah, you're fired, Alsatian. <laughs> um, I don't know, and I don't know if it's gone into production now, but uh, no, they won't have uh, David O'Doherty there. Well, I just wondered if they're still, still looking for people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you remember what it was called, or who was making... The Pet-Apprentice. The Pet-Apprentice. Marcus. Well, I don't I'll know. Put, I'll put a, put a call out for that. It sounds, sounds nice. Um... And have you, you've been doing a, uh, you've done a film recently. I'm sure I saw a trailer for, uh, for a film, and there, there you were. Uh, yeah. Dead, I think. Yeah, it's true. I, I, um, my brother wrote a film uh, that's coming out in September, and we made it in Dublin with Dylan Moran and uh, a few of our friends. Uh, that uh, is very, very funny. I play a quadriplegic man with a brain injury, uh, so I don't, I don't say very much in it. And it, it, it's one of those films where... I'd be locked into a, a quadru- I'm quite a badly cared for, and I'd be locked into a quadriplegic chair uh, for, for many, many takes. And then when, when we had half an hour off to reset the lights, 
I'd say, can I get out now? And I had a funny dance that I do when I got out, sort of breakdance number. And I uh, said to the makeup lady one day, have you ever worked with anyone else who's been in you know, a, a chair or, or cooped up like this? And uh, she said, yeah, I worked on My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. And I said, oh, did he used to get up and do a funny dance? <laughs> and she said, no, David. He would arrive on set in the morning in character. He'd be spoon-fed his lunch. And if he needed to go to the loo, someone else would wipe his arse. So chances are I will not win an Oscar for this. <laughs> <laughs> but can he do a caterpillar like me? I wonder. <laughs> you, uh, you, you had a, a song that you performed on last year's podcast uh, called My Beefs. 2008? Yes. Have you had a similarly beef-laden year? Yeah, well, maybe I'll do uh, my beefs 2009. That could be, the, that could be the good, a good follow-up to it. Have you, have you got any beefs to report recently? Any beefs? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people walk very slowly in Edinburgh. That is a uh, classic Miles Jump beef right there. Yeah. Well, I'm, Look. I'm working, do you know what I mean? I'm walking around and I want to get places quickly. And there's people just literally wandering around and enjoying themselves all day long. Wow. <laughs> so inconsiderate. My goodness. I do, I do want to lash out. Well, no, it's very frustrating, isn't it? I mean, there, there's one of the, people think that one of the most remarkable things about Edinburgh is the fact there's a volcano in the middle of it. But actually, the most remarkable thing about Edinburgh is that no single programme of roadworks started since the Age of Enlightenment has yet been completed. <laughs> um, it's, uh... the, I think my favourite thing about Edinburgh is the brazen tourist shops that just sell the, the, you know, obviously no Scottish people have ever been into any of them, but there's one up by the castle, and it's got this, it's sort of gra faux granite Celtic font outside of it, and you're, I guess you're meant to think, this has been here for thousands of years, this <laughs> shop, selling these kilts and swords. But what gives it away is the, the title of the shop, because it's called heritageofscotland.com. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. David O'Doherty. Well, feisty young Sarah Millican is about to join us, but before she does, let's get another song from Pepper Evans. Uh, I recently became a vegan. Um, any vegans in? Yeah. yeah, woo! What do you eat? Because there is nothing to eat except hummus. Hummus and falafel, which I think is Turkish for... On the upside, I've lost like 10 pounds, but most of that was personality. <laughs> this is uh, my song about being a vegan and my own problems with it. When I look at the birds flying high in the sky, I am glad they won't end up on my plate. And the lambs eat the grass as we cycle past, and I think isn't livestock great? But late at night when I'm traipsing through the rain From a gig where I took a kickin' I see the colonel smiling down at me And I just can't resist that bucket of chicken But then I see a bunny and the bees making honey And I know I could never do no harm And I think of my puppy With his ears oh so floppy And I know I could never eat nothing from a farm But then sometimes when I'm in a rush And nothing fits my requirements dietary I turn around and I find myself inside A ten pound all-you-can-eat carvery 
I tell myself to just eat the vegetables. 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 I can't pay 10 pounds just for veg. That's not financial sense. I can't pay 10 pounds just for veg. That's not financial sense. Give me some steak. Give me some steak. Rare steak, bloody steak, ribeye steak, sirloin steak, 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 steak. Cause animals are made to be eaten. I don't know why I try to refrain. Yeah, animals are made to be eaten. That is why we are top of the food chain. Thank you, Pippa Evans. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my, my next guest, uh, it's uh, your favourite and mine-ish, it's typical woman, Sarah Millican. <laughs> How are you, Sarah? I'm, I'm all the better for seeing you. Is You're that... really smiley today. It's quite out of character. It's a little bit alarming. <laughs> like, what have you done with Miles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite a smiley man, often, I think. Oh, just not at me? <laughs> Thanks. Well, you, you slightly horrify me. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's, um, let's, let's get the, the, the business end out of the way, Sarah. You've, um, you've added some extra shows, haven't you? I've added one extra show, thanks. I thought it was going to be quite impressive to say that I'd added an extra show, but now he's highlighted the fact that it's only one uh, and could have been more. It makes me feel slightly crappy, so thank you for no, that. But we're... <laughs> that genuinely wasn't my intention. Uh, <laughs> it normally is. <laughs> No, but we're only nine days in, aren't we? There's every chance that you could, um... Isn't there? <laughs> Whoa, many, with the many... extra shows talk. Listen to the two Hollywoods over here. Extra show, extra show, blah, blah, blah. Has, it, has Miles got extra shows on? No. No? I'm, I'm, I'm cancelling existing ones. <laughs> uh. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> well, may, maybe. Um... Anyway, this, the extra show, where is it and when? Um, it's on the 22nd at 10.20 at the Pleasance One. Marvellous. A marvellous venue and very suitable for what you do. Um, now, have well, you... because it's got chairs in it. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my show's in a Presbyterian church. Is it? And, yeah, I don't think I'd ever been in a Presbyterian church before. That's why I had no idea. It's got a bar at one end <laughs> and a stage with flashy lights. I thought oh those God. people were all about temperance. No way, they're <laughs> rocking out. I've got to go to church more. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you keeping very well, Sarah? Are you avoiding... um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I, I had a day off the other day. Which is, it was a bit early in the run to have a day off, isn't it? It was my dad's birthday, so I went back to Newcastle and, and surprised him. Even though I do it every year, he still pretends he's surprised. It's quite sweet. Oh, you've come. I think you'd just be genuinely gutted if I didn't go one year, so now I'm obliged. That, that, could, have been the, that could be the surprise one year, just not, not to <laughs> Surprise, surprise, she's not here. <laughs> now, uh, have you been to see anything that you can recommend to us, Sarah? Uh, I saw the pyjama men the other day. Oh, yeah? They were brilliant. I used to refer to them because I, I, I did um, the Melbourne Comedy Festival with them and, uh, and I was nominated for the Barry Award and they won it. And I used to say, oh, yeah, they won my award. <laughs> That's how I referred to the pyjama men. And then when I saw their show, I thought, no, I was definitely nominated for their award. They were brilliant. They were so good. Have you, have you seen them, David? Have you seen them? Yes, I have seen them. They're absolutely wonderful. Yeah, they're a sort of mix of physical comedy and then uh, really terrible puns, which is the definition of a great show for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, they're, they're absolutely wonderful. I, I've, seen, I, I've seen a few shows. I've seen um, uh, Pappy's Fun Club. I'd really like to see Tim Key, who's uh, doing brilliant stuff this year. And um, yeah, so I've seen a few other a few jazz gigs and things like that. Have you been to see, have you been to see the Chippendales? 
I uh, have stood backstage and I've seen their props. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are they, please share, what are their props? The, oh, what, hey, check this out. My friend did tech once for the Chippendales and they, they have rubber bands. Yes. They do um, have rubber yes. bands. So yeah. they, they work up into a half frenzy and then they <laughs> pop a rubber band on there and they, uh, yeah. And I believe they come on and they take off all their clothes and they go off. And they come back on and take off all their clothes again. Then they go off. <laughs> they come back on, take but off all their... They're different clothes each time. I'm not time. finished. Oh, sorry. And then... <laughs> this is... It, it's, it's, it's a, that's the narrative arc of it, is whatever clothes we come on in, they're going to come off. <laughs> and that's true. That's like life. You know what I mean? There's no single piece of clothing you're going to be wearing for your whole life. So thank you, Chippendales. And also sorry to those few people who, thinking it was The Fringe, thought it was a show about uh, furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely confused by the rubber band thing. What are, what are, what are they? What are oh, they? oh, you might not, you might not want to know. <laughs> isn't that, but I thought that's, you use rubber bands, don't you, to get... Um, that's how they castrate sheep, isn't it? They put rubber bands on them into little... Are you going to tell them or am I going to tell them? That they're castrate, castrating the chipman tails during the show. That's what, they, that's what they're for. Right? That's what they do? Yeah. Oh, so it is art in a way. I mean, <laughs> it's very entertaining. <laughs> but you, you met um, them, Sarah, Sarah met the chipman tails. I met two of them. Whoa. Yeah, one of them was called Stacey. <laughs> that's a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my boyfriend said because he was really jealous and he went, yeah, that's a girl's name. <laughs> OK, if that makes you feel better. Um, it, it, well, it, the popularity, I've always been baffled by the popularity of the ladyboys of Bangkok are, are um, doing a show this year at the festival again. Uh, they, do, they have a tent. But you'll always meet, like, um, you know, a, a taxi driver with his, with his taxi will be bedecked with hearts or rangers, you know, football scarves and stuff. I mean, are you going to see a show at the Fringe? No, uh, I'll go and see the ladyboys. You know, that's <laughs> like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one to see. I saw them once, I went with a friend of mine, and, um, and he said, put more makeup on. And I said, no, because I don't want to look like the tranny that didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> that one's rubbish. No, that's an actual girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, once again, you've been out and about meeting uh, fringe celebrities. Yes, I have. I, I met Peter Duncan. Peter Duncan from... Yeah, Duncan Days. Yeah, Peter Duncan from Blue and Peter. And Blue Peter, yeah. absolutely. And he was lovely. Uh, he, we, we met in the um, Blue Peter Garden in the Pleasance Court. I didn't even know there was a Blue Peter Garden. There's a little sort of um, pond with fishing and stuff at the Pleasance Courtyard. It's very sweet. And it, I, yeah. What is it? They, they brought up the Blue Peter Garden, sort of stone by stone. I think he made it? one especially. I don't think they brought the original one up. That would have been a bit of a trek when they do have fish here. <laughs> But they, that's, do you think he demanded that, Peter Duncan? Did he no, say, No, he's I not can't. a demanding sort of man. He's just, he's a sweetheart. He's lovely. Have a listen. Do you want to have a listen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've started by asking him about uh, uh, how he was enjoying his experience at the fridge. It's a sort of a mix. It's a mix. It's a sort of, it's like, it's like having a massage when you just play football for an hour, isn't it, really? You, 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 you I've kind never of, played football for an hour, I but I can, I can get the gist. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you're I kind of like... in pain, but you're quite enjoying the massage, really. <laughs> you're saying it's good pain. Edinburgh is good pain. Good pain, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I did get a nice review this morning, so the pain has been relieved slightly by having no reviews yet. So, so. Like reviews are like ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a sort of a numbing from the pain. Yeah, this yeah. is a brilliant analogy. Yeah. I had four large aspirins this morning. <laughs> <laughs> did you know the review was coming out today? Or no, was no, it just... I just happened to go oh. and buy me a loaf of bread and me cornflakes and I picked up the evening news and there it was. And saw your face. Is there is your face in it? I am holding a banana. I've no idea why that was the photographer's idea. But... <laughs> 
It's a little bit weird, weird yeah, because sometimes <laughs> photographers will say, if you just jump up and down in this alleyway, yeah. then you look wacky. I don't want to yeah. do wacky. No, no, I'm holding it like James Bond holding a gun. I, I don't know why. I just, I, I had a philosophy <laughs> that when I was thought, I'm going to come in, but I'm just going to do everything anyone asks me. I'm not going to have any of that <laughs> critical faculty where you say, no, no, I can't do that. I'm... I'm serious, you know, I'm just not, do whatever anyone else I'll do. I suspect that photographer didn't know that, because I suspect he might have been doing something much more horrific than just holding a banana. He might have gone further with the banana, <laughs> might he? Yeah, if you just put it in there, I'm not doing that. And when you finished your show, do you, would you go out and see other shows, or do you go drinking, or do you just go home and spend time with people at home, or what, what, what's your ideal evening post-show? Well, what's happening at the moment is, because the show's quite physical, the tightrope walking, the, the running around, the spinning on ropes, I'm, I'm a little knackered. <laughs> at the end of it and uh, the, my intention is to go and see other shows I haven't actually leapt to any uh, any other venue and gone and see anyone though um, I've got the, kind of got this list of things that are building up actually it's quite good to leave for a week because you kind of get a gist of who you want to see because I want to see you oh bless you I want to see um what else do you want to see? Oh, I'm going to go see... Uh, my son Arthur's coming up for his 18th birthday, so I'm going to take him to the Lady Boys of Bangkok. <laughs> it's an so educational... It's sort of an initiation, <laughs> I, I think. Say, yeah. I'm going to introduce him to a couple of ladies later on. <laughs> but, oh, you'll thoroughly enjoy it. Them, I mean, you really can't. It's like that, that, uh, that place in Blackpool. What was it called? Um, funny. Is it Funny Girls? Funny Girls. I mean, it yeah. was extraordinary. Yeah, 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 says, says, it, the, says the heterosexual man remembering <laughs> that night. But all, all I did was stare at the crotches just yeah, to go... Where have they put it? It's like it's like hunt the sausage, but yeah, in a different there is a sort of a, there in a, is a technique. environment. I can explain the technique. You What's know? the audio? Please do. Peter, don't get explains the technique well, of lady Because I, I grew up, you see, in working with female impersonators. Not that they used to show me as a child. That would be too weird. But there is a technique of sort of wrapping it under and, and pulling it underneath and then putting a tight... <laughs> have you had a little go yourself just to see if it's possible? Well, maybe when I was younger. <laughs> I was putting that ballerina dress on when I was unsure. <laughs> I believe he is referring to the mangina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, look, but isn't that just tucking rather than pulling back and, you know, stapling? I don't, I don't, I don't know the official rules of it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, you do. OK, yeah. <laughs> of course, li- listening to that, it reminded me, of course, the fact that the ladyboys of Bangkok, they were invented, weren't they, on Blue Peter, when they had the, the episode how to, make a, how to Make a Lady Out of a Man. Um, <laughs> they use the sticky back plastic for. Um, now, Millikan's Minute, uh, it's a hugely popular feature. Uh, it's one of the many things. Uh, do you know what, Sarah? It's the main thing that has propelled this podcast to number four in the iTunes chart. Can you just remind us very quickly how Millikan's Minute works? Um, I ask said celebrity uh, many questions and they have to answer as many as they can in a minute. That's it. Brilliant. Peter Duncan on Millikan's If you're going for your Sunday dinner, do you have beef, pork, lamb or chicken? Chicken. What newspaper do you read? Guardian. What's your favourite pudding? Uh, spotted dick. Elvis or Cliff? Cliff. EastEnders or Coronation Street? Neither. Uh, early morning or late night? Oh, early morning. What's your favourite sport? Football. Uh, what's your favourite subject at school? Uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, English. If your house is on fire, what would you leave behind? My wife. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm going to tell it's her. A joke. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, how long does it take you to wax? That's a question that's left over wax, from, from did the you say yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you wax? I have wax. I have imac. I hit when I did. I did play Dana International once for children in need. I did imac every hair on my body. Oh my God. And underarm. Yeah. I love that. I know that now. <laughs> What's your favourite film? Um, my favourite film is Blood Wedding. 
What's your non-alcoholic beverage of choice? Um, it's called Magic Punch, which you get at Glastonbury, which is not, not alcoholic, it's something else. What is your alcoholic beverage of choice? Um, it is wine. What's your favourite swear word? Bollocks. <laughs> Yay, we made Peter Duncan say bollocks. Americans win it. So how, many, how many did you get, though? He got 14. Well. So he beat the Chippendales. How good is that? That's, well, that's very impressive. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll also demonstrate what it means. Um, Anna, please bring on the leaderboard. She asked our questions wherever she goes, but just how many do they know? It's Millican's leaderboard. Sarah Millican's leaderboard. The beautiful Anna, ladies and gentlemen. Terrific new bikini. Um, now, <laughs> uh, we can see that. I mean, that's, that's, it's, really, it's really hotting up, isn't it, at the top of the leaderboard? <laughs> what did the Chippendales say? What, what, what was the most memorable answer from the Chippendales? I'm intrigued about the Chippendales. Well, mostly because they're in the same room as Janine Garofalo. So you have, you know... At the same time. <laughs> uh, well, no, they do the changeover. So oh, really? it's, it's from this, you know, incredible political, you know, very much pro-feminist icon to the Chippendales. Um, so do you think, she, do you she, think the audience just stay in? <laughs> <laughs> Get me more Bacardi Breezers. We're here for the night. So who's your next victim going to be on Millicent's Minute? Uh, Lionel Blair. I know, I'm genuinely excited. Oh, I, I saw him last night standing outside this very building with, uh, with Ronnie Corbett. No, no. way! Yeah. Sure. Why didn't you get me Ronnie Corbett then? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not in charge of that sort of thing. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Sarah Millican! <laughs> A big thanks to all my guests today, Pippa Evans, Sarah Millican, and David O'Doherty. Uh, Mr O'Doherty has very kindly agreed to close today's podcast with a song from his show. He is on every evening at 10.30 at the Pleasance Courtyard. Do everything you can to get a ticket. Ladies and gentlemen, David O'Doherty. World. On this podcast last year, I warned you about messing with me. Sorry. I said you messed with me once, and chances are I still probably won't remember. But you messed with me twice, and chances are I still probably won't remember. But messed with me numerous times across a concerted period in a similar way. I think you're going to get away with it. Well, you're wrong. Because I'm going to lampoon you through a comedy song, 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 song. I'm talking about my beefs. 2009, things I've encountered that are not fine. My beefs, 2009, excuse me while I unleash a whine. Ah! People with iPhones, stop trying to show me what your iPhone can do, I don't care. Get back to me, we can do something really incredible like toast a sandwich or give you a tan. I don't have an iPhone, I don't need an iPhone, I have an iPod. And if I'm honest, there have been times when I've pretended that my iPod is an iPhone. Just. When I'm talking to someone who's incredibly boring, I'll be like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to take this. I'll take it out of my pocket, I'm like, oh no, look, it's Prince. Politicians, stop calling it the global credit crunch. 
I was raised to believe that if something is crunchy, all you do is pour warm milk on it. That would clearly not work in this scenario. You'd just be left with very unhappy, unemployed people who smell slightly of cheese. Call it by its proper name. The greedy people ruined everything. Comedians at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. Stop describing yourselves as controversial on your own posters. You can't find yourself controversial. You can't be like, whoa, I can't believe I just said that. I'm not even sure if I subscribe to these beliefs. DVD players, play all regions of DVD. If you don't, it means you're racist. Free newspapers, you get handed on public transport. We need to rethink all of this, you know? Imagine if that was the only source of news you had in the world. You'd have a very distorted view of everything. You'd be like, what's the big news today? You will not believe it. They are relaunching the Peppermint Arrow. Whoa! Was a member of Girls Aloud there? Yes, holy cow! Finally, Twitter. I have no idea what the point of Twitter is. If anyone works it out, I mean, you might as well just get a megaphone and lean out the window of your house shouting mundane details of your life. I've just made an omelette. Who cares? <laughs> sort it out, world. If you don't, then you risk being part of my beefs 2010. The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. Thanks very much for listening. I'm off to purchase some convenience food from a van.